You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Welcome to Thursday. How are you today, Bruce? Uh, healthy and alive. Um, slightly tired. Uh, a bit of a long night. Um, had a sick animal. Uh, so it was... I told to you, today. I told you, I told you many times, don't invite Joe Biden over to your house. Yeah. Without yeah, that, prior... That, that was a mistake. Yeah, with, without prior checkups. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. So, needless to say, hopefully it's... Uh, hopefully she's okay, but... Well, we'll we'll see what the oh, you had Jen Psaki is. is. Um, you said she. I mean, not, that's, that's the well, thing yeah, I think that, that's here. the yeah. Well, that's that the the gender of my dog, but yes. Oh, she, her. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, I saw something pop last night as we were logging out. Like I said, all the good stuff pops up whenever we're out. Germany is weighing a new lockdown, according to some. Uh, uh, recently uncovered government documents. They're weighing a new lockdown. Of course, we knew that that was on the way. We knew that that was on the way. Now, the government here is saying, I'm on the ground over here, for those that don't know. I'm watching what the government is saying here. And boy, I'll tell you something. This is some of the most ridiculous propaganda you've ever seen. Today, on the mainstream media, they were showing New York Mayor Bill de Blasio as a trailblazer and how wonderful he was and and how he was taking the initiative and and how the, how great things are because of the way that he's he's administering everything everything up there you couldn't cook up better communist propaganda than that then they cut to a clip of cocaine mitch the senate minority leader mitch mcconnell standing up there at the podium two weeks ago saying these shots need to get into the arms of american people as fast as possible shut up Shut up. They're showing that on the mainstream media here like that is uh, a couple of individuals that we admire. Those people are scum. They're bottom of the barrel. They're traitors to the United States and everything that they're supposed to represent. I uh, would just like to, to, to mention here that um, Warren Wilhelm Jr. Oh, yes. Is um, quite the individual. Um, yeah. A bit bit scummy. We, 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 we've watched him on... Uh, uh, which news agency was it? The the, the that clip was that the we had seen. that was the local affiliate there out of New York. We'll be playing that here in just a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, quite a piece. Yeah, well, he's quite a piece to be honest. Well, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, the mainstream media over here is saying that 36 million people are unvaccinated. Well, they're going to have to lock everything down because 36 million people are unvaccinated. Okay, a couple of things. One. I don't believe those numbers. The reason I don't believe those numbers is because they are overcooked just like everything else. They flip the data. They flip the data on everything else. Why wouldn't they do it with this? If they had 82 million population here, if they had all but 36 million vaccinated, they would move on. They wouldn't need to push and behave the way that they are now if they had those kind of numbers. They don't. I truly believe that they've got 36 million that are vaccinated. That would be my guess. Based on the way that we've watched them flip the data behind the scenes. That would be my understanding. Look at what they did with the cases and the PCR test. They flipped the data on that. They doubled everything up 
and then made the cases show up when there weren't actually any cases. You're going to believe that they've got two thirds of the country vaccinated. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. If that's the case, you wouldn't have those kind of numbers on the streets in Berlin. You wouldn't have the government coming out saying it's illegal to protest the lockdowns. Well, if everyone's doing what they're supposed to do, then. Yeah. And well, the other thing I the other thing I take away from this is they're specifically keying on restaurants because, see, they didn't destroy enough of the restaurants the last time around. So they're going to get them this time. They're saying all the restaurants are going to have to be, you know, you're going to have to be uh, negative tests no longer no longer work. Just like the French government with Macron, just like Boris Johnson in the UK, negative tests are no longer sufficient. So now you have to have the full vax. I told you I went to a restaurant last week, local restaurant here in town, right? Privately owned, been open since 1724. That's how long that that restaurant is has been open longer than that our country has been established in America. Think about that. That's the kind of business they want to they want to shut down. That right there. Our founders could have ended up going to that restaurant at one point. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But that's the kind of place that I'm talking about here. So I go to this place. There were so many people. There were lines to get in, right? Just a, just a little hometown. They have one location. That's actually two. They've got a bakery down the street. That's it. Well, they really do some good stuff too. They bake on, they bake in a brick oven. Oh God, it's so good with wood, with, with actual wood. Oh man, man, I'm telling mm-hmm, you. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. But my point is, is that so many people were trying to get in there to eat that there were lines and, and it was like an hour wait. So people were having to, to do takeaways in order to get the food that they wanted because they'd have to wait until the time that they would normally close. Now they could have gone inside and sat down. That was fine. However, you had to show proof of a negative test. You had to show proof of vaccination in order to sit down inside. There wasn't a single person sitting inside. No one was breaking the doors. That Hell, the doors were wide open. Anyone could have just walked in there. They didn't. Everyone was outside. You see, if you had 56 million people vaccinated in this country, where I'm at, you would have people inside there. You would have two thirds of the country. Of course, you'd have people inside there. Now, I do know a lot of people that are double jabbed here, but again, they don't have what they need. They're double, triple and quadrupling down on every front. But anyway, I want to get into some more COVID. I had to lead with that. I'm sorry, because that's just that's burned me up today. But anyway, yeah, more lockdowns are coming. Quite frankly, uh, I'm just going to go with um, with what the senator from Australia said to the governments that are behaving this way. You don't have enough prisons to put us in all the people that are out there in the streets now. That's just a fraction of what you're actually going to be dealing with. You don't have enough places to put us. So as the cordial gentleman said yesterday in his clip that we played here, I would advise you to leave this vaccine thing alone. Anyway, let's get into the infrastructure bill. Let's let's shift up a little bit here because I, I don't want to st- I don't want to spend the whole thing on COVID. I'm sure there's there's plenty of that stuff today, man. We got some good stuff coming up on that today. So I want to talk about the infrastructure bill. This thing is crazy enough as it is. This got submitted 2,702 pages, including $50 million to combat invasive plants. $12.7 million for recreational boating safety. <laughs> I, I, I know. There are nine things that, that have been picked out here out of this 2,702-page infrastructure bill that we're going to talk about. This is some good stuff, right? That, you know that this is clown world, right? You know that this is loony land. We've entered the twilight zone, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, considering this is uh, 2,700 pages long. Yeah. Last time this happened, it, it went great for us, right? We, we lost all of our... Um quality insurance that was um, inexpensive compared to today's expensive insurance that doesn't cover 
nearly as much as it did back in the day. Yeah. And do you remember the uh, the Green New Deal? Or I'm sorry, was it the Heroes Act? Not not the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal was actually simple. It was 14 pages, although it was going to cost you $100 trillion. But the um, the Heroes Act, I think that Pelosi was, that was like 6,000 pages or something. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was like every single pet project for the Democrats was all lumped in there. That was an entire, like you might as well just forget about local politics. That was a whole hog national takeover of, a uh, federal takeover of every aspect of your yep. life. Everything. Everything. Yeah. All right. So let's start, shall we? This is a $1 trillion package, they're saying. Of course, I think it's a little more than that. You know, usually is. I don't see how it's just $1 trillion. 2,700 pages, and it's only $1 trillion. Uh-huh. This is a compromise, uh, I, they say, though. Th- this is a compromise. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Which means it's probably going to get shoved through, and we're going to get mm-hmm. another 2,700-page bill yep. done in the dead of night without any press on it uh, on a people. Friday. Yeah. Which, by the way, if for anyone that doesn't know, that's how we ended up with the Federal Reserve Bank. They rammed it through in the middle of the night with three people. Okay, so we have here nine examples of seemingly unrelated, wasteful and otherwise dubious spending programs that snuck into the thousands of pages of legislative text. Number one, the invasive plant elimination program. Uh, does this include dandelions? <laughs> does, this, does this include any like any of that stuff or, you know, I'd, I'd call those invasive? Um, I mean... It would include dandelions. Uh, you got things like catnip and lemongrass, bamboo. Mm-hmm. Well, Those are all no, we invasive. Can feed that. No, we can feed that to the cattle. Yeah, but it's invasive. I mean, it is. lemongrass and, and uh, catnip both are really good, by the way, for people that don't know, we class- for repelling mosquitoes. Yeah, but do you know we classified black currant? You know black currant is actually illegal in the United States? Hell, I got some growing out in my backyard here. It's wild. It's like that is... That is probably some of the highest sources of vitamin C and nutrients that you can get naturally that are out in the wild. And we classified it as a as a noxious weed back in the 70s. We have to destroy it. It's illegal. You can't use it in anything. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The legislation includes 50 million in annual funding to provide grants to states to eliminate or control existing invasive plants or prevent introduction of or encroachment by new invasive plants along and in areas adjacent to transportation corridor rights of way. Okay, so... Bureau of Land Management? No farming next to a highway. Yeah. Well, this is the same kind of groups that list clean dirt as a pollutant and and hay dust as a pollutant as well. Right. And if you have have a, a puddle on your land, which those poor people, I believe it's out in South Dakota, are still fighting that. For 20 years, they've been fighting the federal government and the Bureau of Land Management over a puddle on their property. And they're not allowed to farm on that property, even though it's been a family farm since 1903. They're not allowed to farm on that property because it's classified as a, quote, marshland. It's a mud puddle. I, 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 would, I would farm on it anyway. And, um, well, you know, come and take it, you know. Yeah. Number two. I'm sorry if I laughed through some of these because it's just so stupid. Study on how stormwater best management practices can be. <laughs> the bill includes funding and authorization for a study on how to best manage stormwater. So what? This is this is like mandating you put gutters on your house or something. And and how we have how we manage runoff in the cities or like or in the in the suburbs. Is that is that it? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Like all that stuff is supposed to be done at the local level through the infrastructure you have there anyway. That's the point of it. Yeah, but if they can control more of it. I guess. All right. Number three, 
a commission to promote women in the trucking industry. The infrastructure bill creates a commission to address the alleged sexist underrepresentation of women in the trucking industry. You know something? I've met a lot of women truckers. A lot of them. They are some pretty cool folks. They are some pretty cool folks. Uh, I don't recall them uh, ever complaining too much about anything because usually they are just as tough as the men. It's like a woman cop. Anybody that's ever been around woman cops? Yeah, they have a harder job. They'll tell you that. Any woman cop will tell you that. They've got a harder job because they have to prove themselves in a largely male-dominated world, if you will, when it comes to that profession. So they've got a lot to prove. I've worked with a lot of good women police officers, and they are just as tough as the men, I assure you. Hell, some of them even more. There were a few officers, a few female officers I worked with. You know something? I preferred having them take the calls when I sent them to them over the guys because I knew that they wouldn't mess around. Promoting women in the trucking industry. If a woman wants to be a truck driver, she has a right to go out and be a truck driver. You shouldn't need the government to pave the way to do that for you. Number four, millions for fish restoration and recreational boating safety. The legislation authorizes $12,786,434 in annual funding for Sport fish restoration and recreational boating safety. So no fishing. Um, I, I think so. I, I think that means no fishing and, and boating safety, meaning that when the government says, well, we're doing this for your safety, that means you're going to get it taken away from you. So yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Or some kind of other regulation uh, like boating license. You can't take a boat out there without a license or something like that or a uh, permit. You can't, or, you or can't take a boat out there without a, with, uh, 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 without a sale. Right. It has to have sail on it. Right. Right. Yeah. You can't take a motorboat out there because, you know, climate change. You're, you're going to, you know, possibly leak some kind of petroleum based fuel into the water, mm -hmm. which is going to kill fish. And we're trying yes. to rejuvenate right. the mm -hmm. population. Yeah. So, yeah. Number five, funding for pollinator friendly practices on roadsides. The bill would allocate two million dollars annually for a program to provide grants to eligible entities to carry out activities to benefit pollinators on roadsides and highway rights of way, including the planting and seeding of native, locally appropriate grasses and wildflowers, including milkweed. So we're, we're going to control and regulate which weeds can grow now. I think so. <laughs> I, I think they're going to do that. And the benefit of pollinators. OK, um, how about you do something about the bees? Those are natural pollinators. How about you do something with that? I don't see any initiatives out there to save the bees. I, I don't see any money going for that. I, honestly, that's a local issue, not a federal government throw money at that. That's not even a state money. issue. It, yeah, it's not even it, a state it, issue. Uh, well, I mean, the state could, I could see the state doing something like that. If it, if it, it, you know, if they have some kind of problem or something on a state level, I could see them doing something. Yeah. But yeah, generally, okay. yeah, I would say it's local. All right. Number six, improving sanitation in rural and native Alaskan villages. Legislation sets aside 40 plus million in annual funding for grants to improve sanitation in Alaskan villages. OK. okay. All right. I can kind of see that. I, I can kind of see that because I've never been to Alaska. That is on my bucket list one of these days. That, but I've never been to Alaska. But it's my understanding that um, they do need some help in the sanitation area up there in a lot of those remote Alaskan villages uh, because it's quite shall we say, uh, unsanitary. Okay. Um, so I can kind of see that. Uh, but this is the, another problem of why does the federal government need to throw money at it when it's a local issue? Well, here's the thing. A lot of the native Alaskans up there 
are the Eskimos, which would, would be like, you know, that's the typical thing. That's what people think of when you think of people that live up there. They are the descendants of what that would be. They, a lot of them, and this, no disrespect to them. I know we have Alaskan listeners, no, no disrespect to them, but you can almost liken them to how the Native Americans are now. A lot of dependency, shall we say. So I think they're looking at the same time to say, okay, well, we've already got them on the dole in a lot of cases. We've already got them on a lot of benefits. So let's just take the next step and let's let's get more invasive on it. Let's not do it with the state. Let's let's let it let's let us do it. Yeah, I could see that because, I mean, you've already got them looking for handouts. Why not? Right. Number seven, cash for public school improvement projects. Oh, God, more federal Department of Education money. Uh, the federal government should not be involved in education, period, end of story. That's not up for debate. That is not up for debate. I am a staunch anti-Department of Education person. The federal government should have absolutely, positively nothing to do with the education of your child. Nothing. The reason that we have become so stupid and decadent is because of the Department of Education and the lack of teaching to your kids. Believe me, I know I went to public schools. Well, yeah, and not only that, a step further, when we start seeing things like they're teaching our young, like fifth graders to masturbate and have sex amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's coming from public schools. And then you have the, you have to believe CRT? the state and not your, and not your parents at CRT. Yeah. Critical race theory. You have to believe your, your teachers, the state, not your parents. Like your parents don't know anything, which was part of what, um, freaking a, what was that math program? Common, Common core. core. Yeah. The bill sets aside 500 million to be spent from 2022 to 2026 on extremely vaguely defined improvement projects in public schools that increase energy efficiency. That means they're going to take everything out of the schools. They're going to remove the heating they're go- because that's CO2, you see. They're going to remove the heating. They're going to remove the any any air conditioning they might have. You'll be lucky if you get a fan. Yeah, you'll be lucky if you have that. And you're also going to have to have compliant computers. So they're going to be mm-hmm. low energy, which means they're going to be garbage. Uh, and then probably install some kind of wind and solar if they're going to yeah. really be going yeah. down that road, road which um, we talked about. China is the major manufacturer of those things. And there's just as much carbon produced to make those as those um, panels would save. Mm hmm. You know, I heard since you're talking about the computers there and, you know, obviously kids, they like to play computer games and stuff like that. You know, the Chinese Communist Party made a statement about uh, gaming today. I'm not talking about gaming as in like gambling. I'm talking about like computer games and video games and stuff. They call that spiritual opium. Hmm. So they're they're treating it as a drug and are going to regulate it. I think so. (laughs) That would not be a surprise with some of the moves that we were seeing um, that they're kind of testing, if Mm -hmm. you will, testing the water with. Uh, with Californian regulations. So, eh, no surprise. Mm-hmm. Number eight, funding for refurbishing household wastewater systems. The legislation allocates $50 million annually to go towards grants for construction and refurbishing of individual household decentralized water, wastewater systems for individuals with low or moderate income. In America, for those that don't know, we are, <laughs> I hate to say this, but we're ordered, more or less, uh, to have... Only a, a government-approved toilet. So you basically, you took something that we had before that was successful and used less water. Now you have something that's supposed to save water and it uses twice as much. That's what you have now. It's the same thing with light bulbs. We can't have a light bulb in our house unless it's a government-approved type of light bulb. It's ridiculous. I know if you're if you're not from the U.S. and you're, you're hearing this, you think, oh, okay, that's crazy because the U.S., you know, you guys can do whatever you want. Not really. 
Not really. I, I wish it was like that. Maybe back in the 1950s it was like that, but not now. Now you could equate the U.S. to being kind of uh, neo-fascistic. I mean, it, it's really mm -hmm. similar. There's some similarities yeah. to fascism. Yeah, and it's only getting worse as we continue the, uh, the downward trend with the out-of-control spending like this. So now the government's going to come in and they're going to manage more of your wastewater systems with any of your... Again, deals. I ask, how is this one trillion? I don't know. I, I don't understand. 50 million annually to go towards that? That that doesn't really compute. You're going to spend 50... Hell, you can do that in one suburb in Los Angeles somewhere. Unless that 50 million is supposed to go towards approval, quote unquote, of systems that turn sewage into drinking water. Aha. Uh -huh. Bill Gates, anybody? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Number nine, creation of an energy and minerals research facility. Uh, where are you going to put that in Beijing? Because nearest we can tell, they pretty much have 98% of rare earth mineral rights in the world because we sold it to them. Uh, they use more energy than anybody else. They use more energy in China than all the other nations in the world combined times two. That's how much energy they use in China. The bill allocates a whopping $167 million for the creation in partnership with an academic institution. Uh -huh, there you go, right there. University grant money of a government facility to support energy and mineral research and pertinent associated structures. Uh, this would be akin to kind of what we've seen they, uh, they did with HARP. Um, as an example, it was a government facility. They then handed it over to a university and then gave them money to basically continue running it. Um, that's kind of what this sounds like, is it's mm -hmm. basically they're handing it over to the university to run, and they give them money for doing it. This is not all by any stretch, but this is all we're going to cover right now. And this is all that people were able to find in about uh, two or three hours of just combing through the 2,700 pages. So there's more to come. But uh, yeah, anyway. All right. On over to COVID. New York City. By the way, let's just let's start with this, right? Since New York, right? And we're not going to talk about him today, but I just want to bring up this one point. Governor Cuomo, sexual harassment things are coming out against him now. Letitia James, you know, New York Attorney General, she's gunning for his seat. Yesterday, Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden all called for Cuomo's resignation. Okay, I have a problem here. Now, I said yesterday that I don't believe the allegations against Cuomo in this regard. I don't believe them. Because quite frankly, even even the way that Attorney General James described these allegations, come on. You have hearsay? Let's see some proof. He was on an elevator with a state with a female state trooper that's supposed to be one of his guards because that's who guards the governor is in special detail for the state troopers. You're trying to tell me that Governor Cuomo, the governor of the state of New York, you're trying to tell me that his security detail and his travel path, by the way, he's a high profile individual, whether you like him or not. He's a politician. He's a high profile individual. He's the governor of the state of New York. That's our financial hub. He's a high profile individual. You're telling me that his security detail doesn't map out every single leg of his journey when he goes somewhere? Hell, city police officers do that for the mayors that guard them with their special details. I know I've talked to some of them. They have to work out everything. Just like think of it like a mini secret service. Think of it like that. Every single detail is planned out and checked and double checked and checked again. You're telling me that they put Governor Andrew Cuomo on an elevator with a female state trooper that was supposed to be his guard. And there wasn't a surveillance camera on that elevator. I don't buy that. Because if something goes wrong in that elevator, no matter what it is, 
then they have to be able to ascertain what happened inside that elevator. So I want more than just hearsay. I'm not saying that the man doesn't deserve his day in court. Of course he does. Of course he does. But I'm suspicious that I see the usual suspects. The hyenas are rounding on him. Why? I'll tell you why. And it's just my opinion that they need a distraction. They need a sacrificial lamb. As they call it in the organized crime world, they need a roadkill. They need something to take the focus off of them for a little bit. Their COVID policies are failing. They're failing. They're in a tailspin. They're losing altitude. They're losing altitude fast. The wheels have come off of this thing. They need a roadkill. They need a distraction. And he's it. He's a big enough person. He's, he's got enough that they can, they can throw at him. He's one of the most high-profile governors in the United States. He's known internationally. So, of course, they can offer him up. He's low enough on the totem pole that they can offer him up. That's my opinion. All right. Do you got anything on that before we move on? No, I, I have to agree. And then, as you mentioned, um, the AG is uh, going against him, like politically running against him, looking to take his seat. Kind of seems a bit um, self-serving there. What is it with New York, man? New York is just on fire right now. This is a statement that was just put out. You know how they have the big auto show every year in New York, right? They got the, the big... Okay, well, this is just breaking. It is with great disappointment, and you know what's coming. It is with great disappointment that the upcoming 2021 New York International Automobile Show at the Jacob K. Javits Center has been canceled due to the growing incidence of COVID-19 and the Delta variant and the increased measures announced recently by the state and local officials to stop its spread. Let me explain to you what's coming with this. They're going to get a two for one for this. So they'll get to blame the unvaccinated. They'll get to play their little sham BS games on that one. Okay, fine. But you've got some major things that are about to happen here. First of all, you've got rising cases in California, right? Governor Gavin Newsom is about to be recalled. And he has announced that because of the rising cases, they're going to have to go because they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. They're backed into a corner. They're going to have to go to mail-in voting because of all the cases of COVID, you see. All the new cases of this this horrible, this bad actor variant that's out there, they've got to go to mail-in voting. They have to. They don't have a choice. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they have to resort to such measures, but that's what they have to do. You've got a federal election coming up in Germany in October. They need to start hyping that fear now. They need a distraction here to close that down. See, here, here's the thing. You say, okay, where are you going with this? Think about this. We voted for Donald Trump in America, didn't we? The English voted for Brexit. The elites and their left-wing uh, wa water carriers, I guess. I, I don't know. Idiots. I, I'm not sure. Whatever they are. They're done with elections. I, I said this early last year. I said, they don't care what we have to say anymore. They can't win an election outright. So they have to steal everyone from now going forward. There are no more elections. You, you don't understand that, right? People don't understand that. I, I'm still seeing, I actually saw some comments today on, on Telegram of people saying, how much longer is this going to last? You're, you're still not there. You're still not getting it. There are no more elections. They don't care what you have to say anymore. They're done with us. They're all in like a double in down degenerate gambler. They're all in. They don't care. Either way, they go down on the other side of this thing. It's just a matter of how badly they're going to lose. It was made clear in 2016 when Trump was elected, what they were doing to Trump, that they no longer cared what the American people thought. They were tapping phone lines for Trump. They were going through his emails, text messages, uh, all the people that were associated with him. They were spying on them. It, a duly elected president. And then the Steele dossier, and then we had all the, now we have the, the, the tax nonsense that they're going after him. 
it's it's they don't care they don't care what we think anymore Mm -mm. so anyway before i went off in that long rant new york city mayor bill de blasio or warren wilhelm jr um he says that uh, they may need to expand the COVID-19 passports to other businesses. See, you don't even have them in place for the businesses you've already threatened. Now you're saying we got to go even further with it. This scumbag, this loser. And if you look at him, I mean, my God, really? This loser. That's what he is. What else could Mayor de Blasio be if he wasn't the mayor of New York? What else could he be? I tell you what he would be. He would be a used car salesman with a white suit and a corn cob pipe. That's what he would be. He'd be the guy that would screw you when you went in there to buy a car. And he'd do it with a smile on his face. Here he is. He before he was a mayor. He was hanging out down there in South America with a bunch of Sandinistas. This is him this morning on uh, the local affiliate up there in New York talking about how they don't want to separate families. You know, they just that means that's probably going to start happening. They don't want to have to resort to that. Let's talk about mandates. So you're going to mandate vaccines for folks going indoors. How does this affect kids, by the way, who aren't eligible for vaccination? Look, we welcome kids, of course, to restaurants and, uh, and movie theaters, et cetera. Wear a mask. That's a smart thing to do. And hopefully soon our five to 11 year olds will be eligible for vaccination on top of that. Uh-huh. But we don't want to separate families. We want families to enjoy stuff together, but in a safe environment for the folks who work in restaurants, gyms, et cetera. And for the customers, here's what I love about it. You go into an environment, you know everyone's in the same place. You know everyone's vaccinated, yeah. everyone's safe. I know. It gives. I know as someone who lives in the city, it would give me peace of mind to know going in the gym, everyone's vaccinated. Going to the restaurant, everyone's vaccinated. But do you think it could affect tourism? No. Uh, first of all, we're, we're in a city right now, about 5 million people who have gotten at least one dose. So plenty of New Yorkers ready to go. Uh-huh. Suburbs, even higher levels of vaccination. Tourists, the people coming yeah. here, more likely that they are vaccinated as well from all of our studies. Look, in the and what this study? guarantees the safety of everyone involved. And it's also going to encourage a lot of people. Just take that next step. I follow suit. Yes. Follow suit. Especially, yeah. look, young people need, I can say I have 220-somethings. Sometimes young people need a little encouragement. They want to go to restaurants and bars and concerts. Get vaccinated and you're in, right? Mayor, they need a little yeah. encouragement <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Is though, this though, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, is it, is it the it? business or is it you and the... Okay. Mind you, that's probably the only time that man has said amen uh, in the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years or so of however old he is. Well, anytime he needs to pull it out and look religious, he does uh-huh. it. Yeah. yeah, sure. According to your studies, that shows that people that are going to tour the city have been vaccinated. What studies? I'm in this stuff every day, just like you are. I've never seen a study about, about tourism going to New York. I've never seen anything about that. I've never seen anything about how the numbers you're talking about. We went over the numbers last week in New York. There's no way the numbers are that high. There's no way. Not with the way that you're pushing. Not with the way you're pushing. You don't come out universally and say all city workers, all care workers, all schools are going to be vaccinated if you've got the kind of numbers you want. You don't do that. You don't come out and you don't threaten the businesses that you've already screwed over and tell them you're going to do this. Like Cuomo up there, he says, you're going to implement these. It's in your best interest. When you've got Cuomo giving a press conference saying, we're going to knock on those doors, we're going to take them in the cars, and we're going to drive them down to the vaccination center, we're going to shoot them in the arm. Those are not the kind of comments that you make when the numbers are going in your direction. You got 5 million people that live in Manhattan. By his numbers that he just said there, he says, we got 5 million New Yorkers. Now, if you're including all the boroughs, if you're including Queens, Staten Island, Bronx, 
you know, all the rest of it. Okay, fine. Brooklyn, if you're if you're including all that, if you say you got five million that have at least one dose, maybe, maybe. But the suburbs, I don't think so. I don't even know that they have that many because in in it uh, when it's you like when nine you include million. all the bros, it, it's yeah, like it's nine like nine million. million. So yeah. that, like so that doesn't over play. half. That when the the numbers we were seeing with statewide, I mean, it, it's possible for a city left leaning city, maybe you you have fifty percent. But most states were only at 30% uh, vaccination rates. If the trend stays true in New York City, there, there's not 5 million that are vaccinated. No, no. Just like I don't buy the 50-something million here vaccine. No, no, I don't buy that at all. Not a bit. All right, uh, Francis Collins. This is Fauci's boss for anybody that wants to know. Uh, this is also the guy that authorized the lifting of the funding of the gain-of-function research to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And by the way, that's listed on their own website. That's where we went and got it. It's right in the director's page. His signature is right on the bottom of it. They're not hiding it. It's right out there in plain view for everybody to see. I thought, okay, well, why not? I'll just check the NIH's own website. And sure enough, that's where it led me. As soon as Bruce came in that day, I said, hey, look at this. And he goes, yeah, there it is, right there. Now, we've seen Fauci, how Fauci's on every damn news network. He's on in, in front of every camera every day. You get tired of seeing him, right? Very seldomly do you actually see his boss out there. Now, you know something's not going right when you start seeing Francis Collins running around. So they've wheeled him out now. He's on CNN, and he said this. The recommendations are uh, for kids under 12 uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools, and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this, and the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. Let me just follow up I on that. I know that's though. uncomfortable. I know it seems weird, but it is the best way to protect your kids. Okay. All right. All right. A couple of things here. First of all, yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's weird. You know something, Dr. Collins, you're uncomfortable and you're weird. All right. I mean, look at this guy. Look at this guy. You show me a single study somewhere that has shown from the start of this thing that kids are a problem. Any of them. The number of deaths we're looking at, I actually saw the study on this one. The number of kids that die that actually succumb to COVID is 2.5 out of 10 million. That's next to nothing. You've got city mayors, governors, the CDC, all the way up through the bureaucracies, telling parents, teachers, and kids, you will wear masks in school in the fall, regardless of vaccination status. They're openly saying nothing that they have done is working, yet you still have to do it anyway. And this fool is doing exactly the same here, only He's making it personal, as if it wasn't personal enough already. He's making it personal. It's going into your home now. How truly disgusting are these people? How far have we fallen that we actually listen to these crackpots and these lunatics? It's weird because it violates, it goes against science. It goes against basic reason when it comes to viruses. Uh, it, it, it's silly. Wear a mask in your own home against a virus that the mask can't protect you from? Okay. Yeah. Seems logical to me. Yeah. Logical. Yeah. Right. You know, why do we call ourselves the, the home of logic, reason, and common sense? Because everything else that we see in the mainstream, they've abandoned all that. That's why we call ourselves that. Simple, it's straightforward, it's to the point. If we had those three things, we wouldn't be dealing with any of this mess. Newsweek has done a hit piece. Now, you knew this was coming, right? Newsweek has done a hit piece today. Is the Delta variant or the Lambda variant... Which one's worse? Yes. Well, 
they wrote a piece now, what we know so far about the different strains. You know, I almost don't even want to go into this. I, I really don't. Quite frankly, I really don't because two reasons. One, we already know that they're using this to hype fear because they need to keep this this Ponzi scheme going. So they've just moved from a financial Ponzi scheme to this. That scheme's over with. They can't go any further with that. So now they're going on with this thing. So this is going to tie you up. This is going to wreck the economy and it's going to be all your fault because you don't know what you're doing. That's all they're playing here. And all of this, each time they roll out one of these new variants, that is their way of saying that the things that they are promoting for each one of them don't work. Make no mistake about that. It doesn't matter how many different variants that they cook up because they're going to cook all of them up. The World Health Organization guy said it himself. He screwed up. He said it on Sky News. He says, well, it's inevitable. We're going to go through all of them anyway. So I, I don't care what hit piece Newsweek does, which, by the way, is more or less a wholly owned subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party Politburo. So there's no point. There's no point in even going down through all of that. So I'm not going to. But once Delta fizzles out, They'll hit you with the next one. They'll hit you with the next one. They'll use Delta to carry them through these these sham elections, whatever they need to steal and print for this next one. And then they'll cook up the next one for whatever reason. Now, this is going to be interesting. The sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci says that the Biden administration is going to need local mandates on COVID-19 vaccines. Bruce, what do you think of that? Local mandates, because we can't get it done at the federal level. And well, you saw what's happening in Charlotte today, right? With all the health workers, that's at the local level, by the way. All the health workers that are out there, they didn't look like just a couple of hundred out there, did they? Protesting nah. in the streets, both sides of the streets lined as far as you can see. That's not in the mainstream media anywhere, by the way. It's not anywhere. Yeah. So I'm not for mandates uh, when it comes to this, especially when it's a, you know, experimental vaccine or experimental drug in anything, experimental anything, you should be mandating it. But to do it on a local level, I'm... Saying that it should be done on a local level, I'm more okay with that than I am the federal government. And the reason why, you have direct access to your local politicians, and they're more Bruce, concerned about Bruce, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you did mention here what happened when the idea was floated in your town about a mask mandate. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so, uh, I mean, that is a risk that local politicians run yeah, that that is true for our new listeners but as i said for our new listeners could yeah. you please describe what happened uh yes so they issued a mask mandate and within three hours we had um some disgruntled individuals uh pull firearms on them it's my understanding they reversed the uh, the mandate shortly after that this is correct yes as is the american way but um Anyway, continue. Tyranny. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I just thought we should make that clear because we're talking well, about local um, mandates and what could possibly be a, you know, as a result of that. I mean, it, as I said, it's the American way against tyranny. You, you stand up against it uh, on a local level, though. Typically, the politicians are a little bit more in tune with their constituents and are more concerned about them. I mean, they have to live amongst us, right, uh, on, on the local level. So I'm I'm more OK with this being done at a local level, technically, constitutionally, um, that is the way to do it, is at the local level, not at the federal level. But I don't like it nonetheless, uh, either way. I know what you mean there about the local level. And I remember the uh, the state senator from my state, one of, one of our state senators, was actually from my area. And he would come down to the local, well, for example, I had some, uh, had some people that were close to me at the time 
uh, they would run, shall we say, barbecues, get-togethers, you know, kind of things for pretty much everybody in the uh, in the local area, you know, local school district and everything like that. Uh, everybody would come out. I mean, it would be a big thing. And he would always come down there, state senator. Hell, he it was before he was a state senator, he would come there. And then as he became a state senator, he would still come down to that. And he would still talk to everybody. And you know something? The amount of people that actually felt better about that that they could call him. I mean, yeah, okay, he's a politician or whatever, but he's from that area. He grew up, he knows all of the people there, you know, and then he later became governor, by the way. But when he would come down there and he would talk to people, yes, okay, whatever, he was there as a, as a, uh, as a gesture or whatever, but he came there before, before he was a senator. And when he was governor, he would still come down. Do you know why? Because he still stayed in touch with the people of his home district. That's where he was from. People appreciated that. Now, when he was a senator, of course, he represented that part of the state. When he was a senator, of course, he would hand out his card and everything, you know, call his office or whatever if you needed something. That's what they're supposed to do. That's the point of it. They're still supposed to take calls. Hell, John Boehner, when he was the Speaker of the House, you know, as awful as he was, when he was Speaker of the House, he was from Ohio, right, from my state. When he was there, even though he's third in line for the president, he still has to take calls from people. People in the district still have to be able to do that. That's the great thing about American politics. It's supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to call your elected representatives and say, listen here, we don't appreciate the way that you're voting lately. Get it together or we're going to have you recalled and we're going to throw you out and get somebody else in there that's going to work for us. Now, that's not threatening or anything like that. I don't care what anybody says. But they also show up, House members, senators, whatever. They also show up on the major holidays at your churches, a lot of them. And the same thing. Now, there's a difference here. There's the same thing with the state senators and the state House members. There's two different ones not only the ones at the federal level, but to affect those changes, you have to go to those churches. You have to get down there. You have to shake hands with them. And you say as politely as possible, Congressman, I know that you're going to do the right thing for you and your family because we need to do the right thing for us and our families. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. God bless you and your family. Now, if you say that while you're looking directly at them while shaking their hand, they're going to understand what you're saying. That's dealing with politics at the local level and carrying it upwards. That's the point. We have a a system that is built from the local level and it is expounded upwards. See, they're trying to run everything inverse to what our system actually is. They're trying to run everything from the top down. That's not how our system works. It never is supposed to be the way that our system works. Our system was designed to deconstruct a tyrannical rule like that and to deal the power back to the local level. All politics are local. Tip O'Neill said that. All politics are local. And that's the way that it needs to be. That doesn't mean you become some isolationist. That doesn't mean that you become some xenophobe or whatever it is, one of these buzzwords that they throw around. That's not what that means. You do need to trade. You do need to negotiate. You do need to do things on a higher level. You live locally, but you think globally. So mandates at the local level, not going to fly. Not going to fly. It's not flying at the at the federal level. Why is it going to fly at the local level? Do you remember those House Democrats that uh, hopped on the plane from Texas and they went up there to uh, to D.C. to protest the uh, the voter ID? You're protesting voter ID, you idiots. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. You want the, vaccine the passports, but you can't have. Yeah. You want vaccine passports, but you don't want voter ID. What the hell's wrong with you idiots? Uh huh. Uh huh. Two of those House Democrats, they um, they fled D.C. because they, well, I mean, they've got arrest warrants out for them. They they fled D.C. Do you know where they are? Um, 
I'm I'm gonna guess someplace like um, uh, like Cuba or something, you know, because that that fits their ideology. Well, you'd think you're not far off. Different language, though. They're brushing up on their Portuguese. They're in Portugal on the beach. They're vacationing over there. I thought um, we weren't allowed to do that as the American people to travel because of COVID. Well, no, but see, they're, they're they're okay. They're in government. I mean, they're 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 fine. You know, they they have to they have to go on vacation too. You know, right? Yeah, because it, it, it's important that they they retain their their sanity, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're um, they're laying on a beach in in Portugal. Quite frankly, ladies, uh, stay there. Just uh, let me know what beach you're on, so I know not to go down there when I when I go back to Portugal. Assuming you're allowed back. Uh, yeah, I probably won't be. Not until this uh, this nonsense of this this COVID passport gets cleaned up. And believe mm-hmm. me, there is a reckoning coming for that. There is a reckoning coming. Anyway, AOC, do you know who this woman is? Bartender from New York. Uh, yeah, nobody from New York. Yeah, yeah, bartender. You know, I know a lot of smart bartenders. This is a dumb bartender. You know, she should have stayed tending bar. She is. Well, she's all about wearing that mask, isn't she? Yeah, she likes to wear that mask. She's always out there in front of the camera. You know, we all got to wear these things. And yet, yeah, you know, we're protecting each other. And, you know, then we all got to get jabbed and everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know how she lied about all the stuff involving the, the Capitol riots? Wait, you mean a politician lied? What? I'm, I'm, I know. I'm shocked. I know. I know. It is It is shocking. She's compared herself to a, a combat veteran because of January 6th. She's compared herself to a, a sexual assault victim. How insulting. Yeah. It is insulting. It is very insulting on both accounts. It's disgusting. She wasn't even in the same building. Everybody outside of the uh, the toilet she was hiding in was drinking coffee. She was caught masking up for a photo op. And then after it was over, she took it directly off. You saw it. I played the video here. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't do any good for me to play it here because obviously it's just a bunch of talking and everything. But she says, oh, wait, no, 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 hold on. And she pulls the mask out of her pocket and she puts it on. And then they take the photo. And then a minute later... It comes off. I didn't see any social distancing there amongst those look like 50 to 75 people. Uh, I didn't see any social distancing. I didn't I didn't see any um, universal masking. Did you? No. Oh, no, see, they were they were probably only, all vaccinated, though, right? Well, it was only what looked like other politicians or staffers that were masking up. Mm-hmm. Everyone else there was unmasked, no socially distancing. In fact, in the picture, uh, many of them were shoulder to shoulder Literally. next to each other. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, like pressing up against each other. Yeah. I believe it was on the Capitol steps, too. I think that's where it was. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Total hypocrisy. Total hypocrisy. But again, is that going to be reported by CNN? Is that going to be reported by MSNBC? They're in government. I mean, they, yeah, they get to they're do in government. these things. No, instead, instead, what do you get? You get the lying, traitorous, degenerate Dr. Francis Collins, who funded the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army to create that whatever in the hell, that Frankenstein telling you that you need to wear a mask in your house to protect your kids. How sick. Scientific papers out that uh, suggest that uh, we need to make it a federal hate crime to criticize Dr. Anthony Fauci. Bruce, do you think it's a hate crime to criticize the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci? I call him a saint because, well, he spoke at the Vatican, didn't he? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you can't you can't go against the state or speak against them. I mean, it's illegal for you to talk bad about the state or any of its officials were supposed to bow down and kiss their feet and sing nothing but praises about our glorious leaders. Did you see him on the cover of, I, I want to say it was like GQ magazine or whatever it was. I oh, was laying out there. He was sitting out next to his pole with his legs crossed. He had like this Gucci watch on and some Gucci. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. And the, the quote was, is Dr. Fauci a sex symbol? He's 82 years old. 
he, he he's a nerd so he was lapping that up <laughs> of course he is of course he is like i said these are losers these are people that didn't get invited to things they didn't make it in all the social clubs or anything like that they they didn't make it and now this is all they have Scientific journal authored by Professor Peter Hotez, a frequent guest on corporate media networks called to extend federal hate crime protections. You couldn't make this up for scientists facing criticism from alleged <clears throat> far right extremists. If you look at data now, I guess that's a far right extremist. If you're not part of the cult, if you're not part of the uh, the I want to say witchcraft and wizardry and sorcery, if, if you're not part of that, then you're a right wing extremist. You're far right. Give me a break with that stuff. Right. Take that crap down the road, son. You know, I, I don't I don't know what what academic hole you crawled out of with your propaganda, but crawl back in it, please. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. You're no better than the than the people that, that cooked up that nonsense in the Soviet Union or in Nazi Germany. Does this apply to other scientists as well? Other fields of science? I mean, if you happen to be, for example, you just happen to be a creationist and believe in that, you know, in a designed uh, universe instead of one that happened from a big bang. Are you immune uh, to uh, being criticized? Is it a federal hate crime if you're made fun of or mocked, ridiculed? Yeah, and you know that's what it would be too. They'll extend it to whatever, just like the COVID passports, right? Just fourteen I mean, days to flatten the curve. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is, is it it, it it's whatever their narrative is. That's so it's not going to apply to other sciences. It'll apply only to this one because. They can't have anybody talking against. They can't have anybody going against this. They can't have anybody resisting this agenda. So no, that that's why they're doing it. I'm sorry, First Amendment. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. When it says you have the freedom of speech, that means you have the freedom to demean someone. That has you have the freedom to uh, insult them, agree with them, hate the government, love the government, uh, threats, whatever. I mean, you, you, you can call people racial slurs, whatever it is. Now, the government has no power authority to go after you for anything you say, anything. Society, on the other hand, can choose to shun you or accept you based on what you say. So if you're, if you're a racist and you, let's say you own a business and you're a racist and you're uh, very vocal about your racism, well, society's probably not going to do business with you. That, that's the way it should be. It, society should take care of their own and you should be smart enough to understand that you're in the wrong. Yeah, I can go with that. I, I can go with that because I, I mean, we kind of differ a little bit when it comes to like the freedom of speech and aspects and all that stuff. Okay, fine. But at the same time, you know, I, I agree with the concept of where you're coming from, but I also look at look at it from my standpoint of view where I'm at and I say I'm responsible enough and I'm respectful enough to disagree with you, but I'm not going to personally insult you and and make death threats on you or, or people around you or anything like that, because that's just not how you do things. You don't get results that way. Now, I will go to war with somebody all day long, every day in the marketplace of ideas. I don't care. I don't care. I'll sit there and I will go against somebody on ideas Every single day. I've always said that I would love to have to, if I could pick any politician, any politician right now to sit down and have dinner with and spend an evening with, because, you know, you do the dinner thing and then you you talk afterwards and all that stuff. You you know, it's what we do in the Midwest. Yeah, we socialize. It takes four hours to say goodbye to somebody, for God's sake. Yeah, but it really does. Yeah. But if I could pick anybody in politics to sit down and to talk to right now, you wouldn't believe my answer. I'd sit down and I'd have dinner and spend an evening talking politics with Bernie Sanders. I really would. Because 
I want to talk about things, at least with Bernie, right? Ber- Bernie's an old school Marxist. He's, he's not a new school radical, whatever these, these people are. He's an old school Marxist. One thing I've found about the old school Marxists from his era, there's no changing them, right? They're set in their ways, but it's not about changing them. It's not about that. They are at least willing, that generation, believe me, we've had people on this podcast before that think like him from that generation. They're even university professors, spent time in China. They are set in their ways, but they're at least willing to sit down and have a conversation about things that they disagree with civilly. Okay, I'm willing to do that. But these new ones, you can't talk to them. You can't talk to them at all. They're screaming hysterics. As soon as you try to sit down and and try and bring up a point with them, they'll jump to the next subject. They're looking for more fuel to feed the fire of that rage that they've got. They have no interest. they just call you a Nazi. That too. It's just, look, not, not everybody that disagrees with you is a Nazi. Truth be told, I can't stand either one of them. I hate the far right and the far left. Two sides of the same coin. I shout both of them down equally. But see, they don't understand that. They do not understand that at all. The older generations, at least you can still sit down and have a somewhat conversation with them. At least they're still willing to talk things out. Albeit you won't agree on anything. You might find a couple of things, but at least they'll let you speak. Whereas as opposed to these these new generations, they don't let you talk at all. They just scream at you and move on to the next subject before you can even establish any kind of a dialogue. There's nothing that can be done. But this guy here, I wonder if this guy has a vested interest in making a statement like this. Well, let's find out. Dr. Hotez, who himself has been funded by the National Institute of Health of Allergy and Infectious Diseases by Dr. Fauci since 1993, I might add, offered the robust defense of scientists, including Fauci. And guess who else he went to the aid of? Guess who else he's he's including in this? The president of the EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak. You know, the uh, the guy that ran the shell corporation that they funneled all the money through all the tech companies and the DOD and and Fauci and Collins. They put the money through EcoHealth Alliance with Peter Daszak. They're saying now, if you criticize that, then you're a far right. uh, What what did he say? A far right extremist. He says that um, we need to do this to deal with the mounting. uh, This is a quote. Deal with the mounting anti-science aggression in the United States. Anti-science. Man, I'm all about science. I'm all about science. I'm all about data. I'm all about evidence. All of it. Everything they beat you over the head with. I'm all about that. But see, they're all about political science at this point. I'm not talking about the degree. I'm not talking about the the profession, the job opportunity you take because you have a political science degree. That's not what I'm talking about. We jokingly say around here political science, right? With GP and everybody. That's what it is. It's what it's turned into. It's politics are fueling science. And that's extremely dangerous. Politics are fueling medicine. And that is extremely dangerous. I'm quoting from the paper. There is a troubling new expansion of anti-science aggression in the United States. It's arising from far-right extremism. A band of ultra... (laughs) I'm sorry. A a band of ultra-conservative members of the U.S. Congress... He's talking about Rand Paul right there. Mm -hmm. I I can already tell he's talking about Rand Paul because Rand Paul caught him. That's why he's talking about it. And so Fauci can't come out and say this. Collins can't come out and say this. Daszak certainly can't come out and say this. So they have to get somebody else. That's why this was published. They had to get somebody else that's been on the payroll that they can trust, that's in pocket, that can make this statement. A band of ultra-conservative members of the U.S. Congress and other public officials with far-right leanings are waging organized and seemingly well-coordinated attacks against prominent U.S. biological scientists. In parallel... 
Conservative news outlets repeatedly and purposefully promote disinformation designed to portray key American scientists as enemies. Um, if you can't prove yourself right with data, unedited data, mind you, you know, not this stuff we were seeing with COVID. If you can't defend yourself, then uh, you deserve scrutiny. He goes on to say that uh, despite evidence pointing to spillover from a viral infection in bats to additional mammals and ultimately humans accounting for previous coronavirus epidemics, the hearings took on a sinister tone. Sinister tone, really? He said, uh, Dr. Fauci, you funded that Wuhan lab with Francis Collins and you funneled that research to Dr. Barrick and you did it through EcoHealth Alliance. Your grant numbers are actually on the papers that are published out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There's going to be repercussions for those who have funded that lab, yourself included. That's a sinister tone. It makes me wonder now, with the previous ones that we had, because they specifically say they're the other viruses that came from animals, did they? Did they come from animals? Now it makes me wonder because they had to specify that the other ones came from animals as, as well, along with this one. Well, now that you're summing, you're, you're, you're throwing them all together, lumping them all together, did, did those other ones actually come from animals as well? Are, are, are we sure about that? Because technically COVID-19 did come from an animal as well. That's how it started. But it was engineered, was altered, changed in the laboratory. And whoopsie, it got loose. Our bad. As thrilling as this is, and I could sit here and go on and on about this, unfortunately, we are out of time. We actually ran over a little bit, but that's okay. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day, and we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just to our Telegram subscribers. However, this week we will not be on that, so we will have to push that back to next week. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. And we know some of you have done that, and we appreciate that very much. And welcome to all of the new listeners. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that will do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.